Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Thursday, March 2nd. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. And includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV. I'm Nicoletta Papavasilakis. And I'm Leah Mallory. Let's run down What's What around the city. There's been a drastic uptick in lithium battery-related fires in New York City. City officials are saying these batteries, which power e-bikes and scooters, have sparked over 20 fires this year, leading to dozens of injuries and two deaths. Fire Commissioner Laura Cavanaugh says that's four times the number of lithium battery-related fires than there were in 2022. The New York City Council is voting on several bills to regulate lithium-ion battery sales today. The bills include requiring batteries to be certified and banning the sale of refurbished ones. Over 9,000 public sector nurses rallied outside Lincoln Hospital in the Bronx earlier today. They are part of the New York State Nurses Association, New York's largest union for registered nurses. The organization is demanding that public sector nurses receive the same pay as private sector nurses. The union says that this would stop nurses who work in public hospitals from quitting their jobs, a sector that is already experiencing an understaffing crisis in New York City. Private sector nurses won pay raises last year, meaning they would make almost 20000 more per year than public hospital nurses. The New York City Council Committee on Public Safety is condemning the NYPD's behavior. In an oversight hearing yesterday, the committee addressed these concerns. The meeting coincides with the city's recent decision to pay protesters for violence inflicted in June of 2020. WFEV's Grace Galbraith has the story. On Wednesday, March 1st, the New York City Council Committee on Public Safety held an oversight hearing to discuss the New York Police Department's strategic response group. The meeting included testimony from the Civilian Complaint Review Board regarding the past actions of the strategic response group. It also included public comments from several attendees. The New York Police Department did not attend the meeting, but sent a statement. New York City Council Member Alexa Avilas expressed irritation with the NYPD's lack of attendance and cooperation. It is clear that this city needs to hold this agency to account in a real way. And it is clear that they feel impunity to not show up whenever they want to. This is an affront to this council, to New York City taxpayers, We know who keeps us safe, and it is most certainly not the NYPD. Following public comments, committee chair Camila Hanks thanked all attendees for their work and adjourned the meeting. For WFUV News, I'm Grace Galbraith. In honor of Women's History Month, iconic landmarks across New York City shined bright with purple lights last night. Places like Niagara Falls, the Franklin D. Roosevelt Mid-Hudson Bridge, and the Empire State Plaza glowed through the night. Earlier that day, Governor Kathy Hochul issued a proclamation recognizing Women's History Month. She highlighted the contributions of New York women like Maya Angelou, Frances Fitzgerald, and Gloria Steinem. Well, it looks like Oliva Dairy, America's oldest cheese shop, isn't completely disappearing. The staple cheese shop in Little Italy announced its closing earlier last month after 130 years of business, and their doors shut for good yesterday evening. But the owner, Karen King, says that due to the generosity of Jack Morris, president and CEO of Edgewood Properties, a new Oliva Dairy store is coming to Lindhurst, New Jersey. Right now, there is no information about when the new shop will open. KISS have announced their last shows on their final tour ever. 
The Grammy-nominated rock band will resume their tour in the U.S. and Canada starting off in Austin, Texas on October 29th. Their final stop will be at Madison Square Garden on December 1st and December 2nd, right in the city where the band started. Tickets are available from March 10th at LiveNation.com. And some fun entertainment history. On this day in 1967, Strangers in the Night by Frank Sinatra won Record of the Year at the Grammy Awards. Strangers in the Night, exchanging glances, wondering... In the same ceremony, his album A Man and His Music was named Album of the Year. In honor of Women's History Month, WFUV will be featuring a series of stories that explore complex women's health issues. In the first installment of this series, WFUV's Shayna Walsh looks at how women take care of themselves by learning self-defense. Women are taking their safety into their own hands at Fit Hit, a self-defense school. The Krav Maga Studio teaches three free self-defense seminars a week to help women learn how to fight back. WFUV's Shayna Walsh headed down there to hear about women's safety in New York. Do you feel safe as a woman in New York? No. That was Sophie Wong, a longtime resident of Murray Hill and a first-time attendee of Fit Hit, a fitness studio located in Midtown Manhattan. Wong was recently assaulted, and she found Fit Hit by Googling women's self-defense seminars. Fit Hit specializes in teaching the Israeli martial art Krav Maga, and three times a week, the gym offers free women's self-defense seminars. The classes are an hour long and show women how to be physically and mentally prepared for an attack. The class was created by FitHit's founder, Matan Gavish, as a way to help women protect themselves. General Manager Ryan Natalino says one in five women will be assaulted in their lifetimes, and that the goal of this seminar is to help reduce that number, or, at the very least, save one person's life. You don't hear a lot of people going after alligators and getting attacked by alligators because they know that they're going to attack back, and his mission is um, for women to become that dangerous and be seen that dangerous. Natalino knows firsthand just how effective this training is. In the nine years she's lived in New York, she's experienced four different assaults. The difference between how I reacted when I had no training versus how I reacted when I've had years of training is night and day. And the city didn't change, I did. Natalino says the seminar focuses on three things. Changing women's mindsets about fighting, helping women's awareness, and providing techniques to keep women safe. The seminar begins with basic information, like crime statistics and videos showing the different ways women can be attacked. From here, the seminar moves into a physical portion. Attendees get on their feet to practice strikes, hits, kicks, and escapes. Instructors, including Natalino, emphasize the importance of self-defense in maintaining safety, as law enforcement is not always reliable. Catalina Rodriguez is an attendee of the day's seminar. She says, unfortunately, police can't always respond until crime has already occurred. Usually people care more about when the thing have happened. So, you know, like they pay attention to the case when we're already victims, you know, when we have been affected, but not when the, we are calling for attention or for help. Monica Carrillo is another attendee at the seminar. She said she was assaulted a few weeks ago. On a walk with a friend down Roosevelt Avenue, Carrillo was verbally assaulted for speaking Spanish. The man overheard Carrillo's conversation and followed her and her friend down the block yelling racist slurs. He tried to dehumanize and belittle her for being an immigrant, a Spanish speaker, and a black woman. I'm Afro, 
Peruvian, and I don't feel safe just because I am in the U.S. Carrillo said that working as an activist in Peru, she experienced a number of verbal and physical assaults. When she moved to the States, she hoped she'd be safer, but she says this hasn't been the case. That's why Creo found FitHit. She wants to help better protect herself. She believes that to better protect citizens, police need to differentiate reports based on language, ethnicity, race, and gender. I think it's important to have um, reports that can be differentiated by the language, by, the, by ethnicity, and by race, because it's really different how you can have an approach to prevent gender violence if you speak Spanish, English, Portuguese, but it's not just the language, it's about the ethnicity, you know. If you're a black woman like me, I can be more hypersexualized, so I know that I need to defend myself in a different way. Carrillo says that by differentiating reports on race, gender, ethnicity, and language, police will be able to better understand how these identities affect assaults. With this information, she thinks police can better learn how to protect communities and fight attackers. Statistics from the NYPD show that overall crime has been going up in New York, but that the number of assaults are still lower than decades past. And that begs the question, what can New Yorkers do to best protect themselves? For Natalino, the answer's easy. Train. Train, 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 train. It is really the only thing I can say. It will change your life, uh, it'll make you feel safer, and it'll actually make you safer. In addition to teaching self-defense, FitHit helps promote a lifestyle that is both physically and mentally engaging for its students. For WFUV News, I'm Shayna Walsh. That was WFUV's Shayna Walsh reporting on FitHit, a gym in New York offering free self-defense seminars and classes for women. More information can be found on their website at fithit.com. The WFUV's What's What focuses on women's health for Women's History Month. And that's our show for today. I'm Leah Mallory. And I'm Nicoletta Papavasilakis. Check back with us tomorrow at 3 o'clock for more news, music, and culture. And tell your friends so they can find WFUV's What's What at WFUVnews.org and wherever you get your podcast.